Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Welcome to episode 18 of the SJP Wrestling Podcast. On today's show, we are joined by NXT UK superstar Tyson T-Bone. Tyson discusses his time training in America, his time training and working in the UK, heading over to NXT UK and starting there, and all other factors of his career. It's a really interesting discussion. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. But before we get to today's guest, I want to let you know what's coming up on the show in future weeks and months. January, obviously, is War Rumble season, so we're going to be looking at some old War Rumble pay-per-views, uh, War Rumble 2000, War Rumble 92, and various others I'm hoping to discuss with various different guests. If you have any particular War Rumble memories or shows you'd like us to cover, please get in contact with the show. You can do that on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at SJP Wrestling Pod. Uh, let me know what you think of the show and give me suggestions for what you want to hear. Also, uh, at the moment, it's episode three of the Chain Wrestling Podcast that I host with my excellent co-host Mags should have been out for you to hear. Um, by all means, jump on Twitter and follow us there as well, at chain underscore wrestling. Um, vote in the polls for the topic for the next week. Uh, give us suggestions where you'd like us to go with regards to linking match to match. Um, check the show or follow and send us some feedback there too. The more interaction we have, the easier it is for myself on this show and Mags and I on the Chain Wrestling Show to cater them and make them as entertaining as we possibly can for anyone listening. Okay, uh, I believe that's all the information I need to hand out today, all the housekeeping done, all the boxes ticked, I guess. Let's get to today's discussion with our very special guest, Tyson T-Bone. Thank you for listening. NXT UK superstar, Tyson T-Bone. How are we doing, sir? Not too bad, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, pretty good, cheers. Pretty good. Um few technical issues getting started today so i apologize for that for sort of making you wait a few moments and you know completely my error people who listen to the show know that i struggle with some of these things but that makes two of us <laughs> no problem um yeah so i mean I, i'm really happy to be speaking with you for my show it's great i mean i've, I've seen you wrestle a few times at my local events and when I started doing this podcast, I, I really wanted to speak with you about your career and, and, and your sort of journey in wrestling and I suppose life in general as well. So I'm really grateful for you taking the time out of your day to, to have a little chat with me today. I appreciate that. No problem. No problem. Um, I mean, first of all, I suppose uh, the world at the moment's in an absolute state, isn't it, with the, with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 issues and so on. Uh, how, is that, how has that affected yourself with, with regards to... Uh, the wrestling side of things, or even maybe you know your life away from wrestling. Uh, massively, really. It's 
the first time in 15 years that I think I've spent longer than five minutes in my house. I've suddenly realized that I do actually have a house and um, <laughs> I've kind of realized that I like it. Um, but in other ways, it's been, it's been kind of a blessing on my body in respects of I've uh, had chance to kind of repair a little bit. Um, but then at the same time, it's also been a hindrance on my body in gyms have been closed, haven't been able to go to wrestling training, et cetera, et cetera. So rust has set in, muscles have become weaker, more fatigued than what they would normally be, et cetera, et cetera, as well. Um, how's it affected wrestling? With NXT, uh, I guess we're quite lucky with, we've still been able to record some stuff and we've still had the ability to be able to do some training and shows compared to a lot of other people. I'm quite grateful and lucky for that. Um, but still, it's it's very different, very different to how it's been for the normal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's funny sort of speaking to different people um, uh, about this situation and how it affects everyone differently. Um, but the underlying thing is everyone always just says to me how much they miss wrestling, whether that's fans I've spoken to or whether that's the performers themselves, not being able to go to shows, to work or to watch, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's a massive part of people's lives and how it's taken away. The same as anything, though, isn't it? It's like this this uh, COVID has kind of like took away what we all see as just the normal. Um, wrestling being what a lot of us see as a normal hobby or habit or job or joy uh, has just been taken away for the indefinite still as well, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just for a bit of context for anyone listening, um, whether they're listening at a later date or from uh, elsewhere in the world, I guess. I'm lucky enough to have a few people from America who, who listen to the show. Um, in the UK here, we have gone into like a, a second lockdown. I mean, we've had a great bit of news that we're supposed to be coming out of that this week to a degree, to different levels all over the place. Um, but I mean, how, how was that? Because obviously we had the, the initial lockdown and then we came out and then we've gone back in. Did, did that sort of... Uh, how did that affect first, what you were doing? Uh, the first lockdown meant that everything seemed to stop, and that was the one that was kind of like a bit of a blessing on my body, as in it gave me a chance to repair a bit. Um, yeah. But then I started to I started to diet, started to get back myself back into a better shape than I've been for a few years, and I started to enjoy training, and I was enjoying things a lot more, and then suddenly they went, bam, there you go. And I was like, oh, okay. Mentally, it didn't mess with me too much the first time. Let's see what happens this time. And this time, it's really it has really messed with my head quite a lot with, uh, I feel like everything that I was doing diet training wise beforehand has now been for nothing. Uh, body diminished. I feel smaller. I don't feel as the same as positive as the energy that I'd had coming back from the first lockdown into this one. It's kind of messed with my head a bit. And I'm hopeful touch wood that when we come out of this, we'll actually stay out of it properly this time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so. It's different. <laughs> It's just like needing everyone to sort of do what's asked of them, I guess, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, But, yeah, I mean, I suppose going from that sort of slightly depressing topic, I apologise for starting off on a bit of a downer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no, my fault. <laughs> um, we, where, where exactly did you initially discover this crazy world of wrestling then? Was it something you watched when you were younger or something you kind of just stumbled into? How, how did you find this crazy world? Um, more stumble into really. Um, I was quite old getting into it. I was 26, 27 when I okay. first started. 
Um, I'd done boxing and things like that before, and then I hurt my back quite bad. Um, and then someone said, why didn't I come to this little, small, local wrestling club that, I, that was by where I was at the time? I went to that for a few weeks and realized that it was something that I really enjoyed. And then um, I was lucky enough to go really, really early in, sort of like a month after being there. I was really lucky with, I got a chance to be in America and ended up in Killer Kowalski School. Uh, and while I was there, I, in the time I was there, I probably watched more wrestling than most people were watching in their lifetime as well. And that's when I kind of fell in love. Okay, so it wasn't something you watched beforehand then? No, no. Right, okay, so, so, so it's something you started doing rather, rather than before started watching, I suppose. It's a bit of a, a sort of yeah. different way of, of approaching it, I guess, to, to other people I've spoken to. Normally they're fans growing up, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I'd seen little bits as I was growing up, like um, like I could have told you who Hulk Hogan was, basically, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But then, yeah, then my eyes got opened right. when I first, <laughs> I first started talking to people and meeting people and realizing almost kind of what I'd missed out on. Um, it was, yeah, it was a. I wouldn't change it either. I don't think I was a. I don't think I'd appreciate it as much as I do now if I had been into it as much as as people say they were when they were children and stuff like that. The only thing that would be different is I probably would have got into it at a younger age and have a more longer ability of career sort of thing. No, I see. I see. Okay. And you say you were training um, in this country initially for a short period. Um, yeah. Who, who was that with? Um, a lad called Ashley Steele. Um Another lad called Nick Knight, uh, and there's another lad called Nick the Bull, and there's a guy called Johnny the Body. Okay. And then you uh, ended up in America quite quickly. Was that for wrestling, or, or was that just a move that, for... That was me just uh, running away, basically. <laughs> running, running away, away. from here. Yeah, and then realising that while I was there, that pretty much around the corner was this wrestling school that was owned by Killer Kowalski, which at this point I didn't know what Killer Kowalski was yeah. until I got there. And then, yeah, and then lied my way in. Uh, lied my way into there and then got beat up for a little while, which was great. <laughs> you say you say lied your way in. I mean, was that because there were certain criteria you you had to match before getting accepted? I mean, how, how did that work? I think it was, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it could have potentially been a a school that WE were potentially affiliated with a little bit at that point right. in respects of some of the trainees that there were ones who were on their radar, et cetera, et cetera. So it was more of like, it was more of like a finishing school than a beginner school. And uh, I just lied and said, yeah, I've been wrestling forever. I know what I'm doing, knowing that I knew basically nothing. Um, <laughs> got found out really fast. But again, thankfully, they allowed me to stay and, they knew I was only there for a short time and actually helped. So it was really good, really good. I appreciate them all very much. Yeah, I imagine it's it, it's in, for regards to like the learning process. I mean, that that's somewhere where you're very much sat under the learning tree. I guess it, it's it's that school has produced numerous people as as you look back through um, through various rosters and then the talent that it's produced. I mean, that must have been. Well, quite the quite the great coincidence, I suppose, moving in somewhere and then finding that's just around the corner and then actually getting in there yourself. So, yeah, that's that's brilliant. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, the guy who helped me a lot there uh, is Ivor out of the Viking Raiders. Okay. He was like one of the, uh, I guess he was like one of the the vets of the people who were there as such, and he kind of like helped me a lot the time I was there. Okay, that's really, great. Turns out that eight years later, I then got to wrestle him on a show, and he couldn't remember me, and then when I brought it back up to him, he, uh, he was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, sorry, go on. I don't believe it. <laughs> I think it was more. I think he felt that after I'd left there, I'd probably just leave wrestling or not bother trying to pursue it any further. And I think he was just shocked in a good way that the match was as good as what it was as well. I couldn't tell him till afterwards. <laughs> right, you didn't tell him till afterwards. So he wasn't aware going into the ring that it was somebody that he he once helped. No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, it's good that you sort of cross paths later on again and sort of show him that, you know, what you've been doing and how good you got, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was, uh, it was very complimentary after that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the the training process then? I mean, you said that you, you, you'd done um, boxing previously and so on, so you obviously had a, a, a form of um, a sporting background before entering into uh, yeah. the pro wrestling world. Um, yeah. How was how was the the training initially when you first started? So like you, the first time you you took a, 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 a first time you took a bump, for example, I mean, was it a bit of a shock to the system in that way or not really to start with? It was I don't know. It was kind of I don't know. I think being older kind of helped a bit as well. I think because in my head I'd already I'd done banger racing for years as well, so I was kind of used to getting smashed about and stuff like that. And then um, when they were like, this is how you take a bump and stuff like that, initially bumping wasn't wasn't really a problem. Uh, I didn't mind it too much. It's only more the older I've got since doing it so much that it suddenly become more of a, oh, these kind of sting now, these hurt now. I've got to get up again now um, and stuff like that. So initially it wasn't too bad. Um, I think for me uh, it was... The, the level of cardio that you that you can get away with not having, but realistically what you should have. Okay. With the shock to me. Um, like you come into it and you think, oh, okay, as long as I can bump, as long as I can do this, it's all okay. But uh, from a cardio perspective, it's uh, a very a different form of training to anything that I've ever done. Um, I don't think there's... I don't think there's a specific type of training other than wrestling training you can do to actually get good cardio for doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, there's quite a few, um, I suppose, people who, who go into the wrestling world who who say something similar to that, I think. Like, they get surprised um, what's required to actually do this as well as someone such as yourself. Um, one example, uh, well, I suppose you hear it quite often about being fit but then being i suppose ring fit or, or knocking off the ring I, rust i guess is that, is that the sort of thing you mean with the difference in the cardio yeah two very very different worlds like um i can quite happily stand on a stairmaster and i can do 30 40 50 minutes and feel fine but then i might do a five minute match and i'll come out of it and i'll feel like i can't even breathe and it's just uh yeah very different types of fitness and mental fitness as well because you your brain it almost exhausts you when you're wrestling because you're so busy thinking about where you are, how long you've got, what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
is the other person on the same page as you? And yeah, it's a whole different, different world of fitness. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, I, I'm, you know, fitness is nothing that I, I'm familiar with. If you if you see, if you saw me, you'd understand that my body shape is much more of a a circle than it should be. If if that makes sense, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I can imagine the, the the cardio side of things again from what I hear um from other people and what you're saying there that the the mental side of things the, the the sort of um mental exhaustion you mentioned there from working the match and and thinking about what's coming up next and so on that's something that really fascinates me because i've never really spoken to anyone about that side of it um yeah is that is that easier with regards to if you call everything in the ring or if you plan it out beforehand do you have a preference yourself uh it all depends on your opponent really for me i feel it all depends on who i'm working with like certain people would be one, certain people would be the other. Right. Okay. So you haven't got a preference yourself to which one works best for you. Then you're happy to work either way. If wrestling, say Lee Hunter, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I would literally say bye, see you out there, and that would be me <laughs> done. But that's through knowing him for a long time, watching him a lot. Uh, but then, if you were to give me, say. It would be another example. Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be terrified to try and call some of his stuff. <laughs> I'd yeah. want to plan every single second of it because I think Will's amazing, but oh my God, I'd... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, uh, I'd definitely need some reminders and some of that being told to me prior. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully understand where you're coming from with that. <laughs> um, so, so which would you say is is more tiring then? If, if, if remembering what's coming next, or actually discussing it as you go, calling it in the ring. I mean, because again, this whole side of things, how it's um, how a match is structured, and how it's yeah. different with regards to uh, who you're facing, again, is is fascinating to me. Again, if it was Will, I'd probably find that exhausting because my brain would be doing ten to the dozen trying to keep up and remember everything. I see. But with Lee, I wouldn't be thinking. But then at the same time, if I was in there with someone else who I didn't know particularly well or didn't, not necessarily not trust because you have to trust everyone going in there, but I wasn't 100% of what they could or couldn't do. And then they said, let's call it in there. Then my brain would probably be doing 10 to the dozen then as well, just on the basis of, is this going to work? Are they able to do this? Am I able to do this with this person? So I don't know. I think it's all about who you're with still as to how exhausted you can tire your brain and how quick you can tire mm. your brain. No, that's really interesting. That's, you know, again, like, I find that whole, that whole side of, of the wrestling world absolutely fascinating because they're very much outside looking in, aren't I? So it's very interesting to hear um, how the different ways things are done affect different people and so on. Um, getting, getting back to sort of um, where we were then, I guess, um, you, you're training at Killer Kowalski's school in the States. Um, yep. How long were you out there for? Did you work matches out there? And then ultimately you came back to the UK, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, didn't work any matches out there. I think I was out there... I can't remember if I was out there for three, three months or six months, depending on which man, uh, which one the, the visa office says that I was allowed to be there. Okay. Um, and then when I came back, I got quite lucky with... 
uh, I was just dropped in a deep end with, I came back and it was like the, nearly the summer season for the uh, all-star camps. And the team that was running the Cornwall area, which would be classified as my area, um, was like Dave Mastiff, Spud, Ashley Steele, uh, Cade Callis, um, Andy Quilden, who owns Rev Pro. He was refereeing on them. Uh, Andy Simmons. There was an array of talent. Mm-hmm. Luke Gillis, an array of talent that was like so much better than I was. But then at the same time, I ended up in a position where they just said, yeah, cool, come with us. So I suddenly got this. I'd come from being getting beat up every day in America to learning very fundamental style of stuff to suddenly it was as much as everyone says, oh, the holiday camps are easy and stuff like that. If you don't know, they're not. Um, and then suddenly it was like, here you go, let's start here. And I think the first season was 11 weeks. Uh, and then it was 11 weeks doing two or three shows a day of just almost being told, there you go, learn on the job. If you don't learn by the end of these 11 weeks, then you may as well not do this. Right, why? That's quite a schedule, isn't it? <laughs> it was great. Uh, well, yeah, great. yeah, I suppose it's, it's, it's a lot, um, a lot of work and I suppose a lot of learning opportunities, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the, if any, I suppose, what was the main differences between learning here to learning in the States? Was there anything done particularly different or was everything kind of kind of similar in styles and, and transferable from one to the other? Yeah, it was very transferable. Once you, I think once you've been taught the, the basics and you understood the basic principle of it all, then everyone else just kind of came more as like the the filling or the, the rest of it that went with it. Okay. So you're going around the the holiday parks, the, the holiday camps, however you, however you want to refer to them. Um, yeah. From there, um, where, where did you head next? I mean, you've worked for various companies uh, in the UK, um, dotted around all over the place. Uh, where where yeah. did you sort of progress onto from, from those camps? Uh, Evolution in Gloucester. Uh, Robbo's always been sound with me and he's always let me be there. Um, that's, that's where I see you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then an Irish whip, Madman Manson was on the holiday camps with us quite a bit. And then he took me over to Irish whip when that was a thing. And I was over there quite a lot. And from there, I got opportunities to work with XWE people quite regularly. And then one of those was Big Vito. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was doing full-time for All-Star at the time. And as much as I'd done the, the holiday camps for All-Star, I'd never done the actual All-Star shows because that was seen as a different thing. Um, and then Vito then got me onto those. Started doing those regularly, which was where I started meeting people like Rampage Brown, Mikey Whiplash, etc. Um, from there, there was a few... Before it was Rev Pro, it was IPW. Uh, there was a few times where I ended up there. Uh, then it became Rev Pro. Then there was WAW, PCW, GPW, Future Shock, uh, Chaos. Um, now my brain's getting actually. I ended up. It was almost as in a very short period of time. I just suddenly ended up going here, there, and everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Well, when I was sort of looking back, um, doing a bit of research. That is something I noticed, the sort of dates online of 
matches you've had for other companies accelerated quickly if, if that makes sense the sort of the sort of yeah. the line i suppose if you were to do a graph of where you were working and how often um yeah. shot upwards very very quickly um yeah you mentioned there um rampage he ended up being quite a part of your career for a few years, didn't he? He was a tag partner for an extensive amount of time, and I believe you worked against him some in some com- uh, some shows as well. Yeah, definitely. He uh, he's someone I'd consider to be a, a role model for me in wrestling, and still now, like working with him again now, it makes me realise just how much I do rely on his input of things to help me be better. He's very recently come into NXT UK, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw him, I think I've seen him just the once, and that was at the Leisure Centre, uh, GL1 in, in Gloucester. And he was yeah. actually wrestling with Doug Williams and AJ Styles that night. Yep. And it absolutely fantastic. And funnily enough, it, you know you have the... Um, the, the Did his nose of... broken in that match, right? Sorry? Did his nose get broken in that match? Is that that one? Oh, potentially. Um, I'd have to sort of go back and view it again. A little highlights video popped up online yesterday, funnily enough, and I was watching it back, thinking this is this is just great stuff. I mean, for me, seeing AJ Styles was a was a huge thing, but I was yeah. still very much. I hadn't been exposed fully, or, or even a, uh, hardly any, any anything at all to um, sort of local wrestling, sort of more independent shows or anything like that. So I very much was going along at that time, those those few years ago. Yeah. to see the likes of AJ Styles and Jushin Liger and, and so on. But then seeing yeah. guys like Rampage, I was just like, why? This is this is fantastic. And that kind of led to me going along the Evolution Wrestling and, and seeing the guys there as well. Yeah. Um, he's a very, very talented guy. And it's great seeing someone like that, who I suppose has been around for, for, for a little while now, getting the opportunity, 20 I guess. 20 years he's been around. Why? Right, and it's so it's it's nice seeing the good guys win, isn't it, for a change? You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, with regard to that, we mentioned there um, NXT UK uh, and and Rampage sort of coming along to join you there more recently. Um, yeah. How how did your own uh, joining up with the company come about? Um, it just seemed to happen, really. Um, I got uh, I did some extra work for them years ago and like 10, 11 years ago now. And when I did the extra work, uh, William Regal seemed to take a liking to me then. And ever since then, I've just stayed in contact with him. Um, and then just before, six months prior to the UK tournament happening, mm-hmm. um, I'd had long conversations with him again there actually did a a proper tryout had conversations after that and then it just kind of yeah it just kind of started then um yeah it's something that 11 years ago i was told i was too small too tattooed too old i think were the words (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh why okay (laughs) but that was at a point where things were very different it was they didn't want too many tattoos. They wanted everyone to be over six foot two. They wanted everyone to be under 30. Um, and then I guess things change and industry changes, et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, he came along again and said, would I do a tryout? This is what we're looking for. This is what we want you to do. And I was like, yeah, cool. And it worked for me. 
Wasn't it, um, didn't, didn't they, were you setting a ring up for them and, and Mr. Eagle asked you to jump in? Is, is that? Yeah, that was to do with, when I first did the extra work, um, I did the extra work and then they got like a week-long tryout for people and I was setting a ring up for them there. Uh, so he'd already spoke to me briefly prior to this. And I didn't expect anything at the trial. I was just sat there watching everybody doing the trial and stuff like that. And then on the last day, he was like, uh, you, can you get in and do a match? And I was like, um, yeah, cool, great. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, something I wasn't expecting, but it was a good... I think I thrive on opportunities like that where I can't expect. So then anxiety can't get the better of you. Nerves can't get the better of you and stuff like that. Um, I was quite lucky then as well with Robin Brookside has always been someone who's like quite a big uh, helping hand in my career after I'd gone to All-Star and he helped with some training for me and stuff like that. He was the actual referee of the match for me as well. So he helped any nerve that I had. He was there just talking in my ear, making me feel much more confident. Like it was just a normal match at training rather than this is your chance to try and make an impact at WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah. A great little memory um, that every time I think about it, I should have been much more nervous than I actually was. But, but the, yeah. the sort of the sort of nature of it coming out the blue, I guess, helps you with that. Then you mean? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. No, uh, I, I can sympathise totally with that. I get very nervous and and, and sort of I, I have a tendency to overthink things and stress myself out about things. So if if it's a choice of okay, this is happening now, or I've got a week. To think about it I, I yeah. know i know exactly where you're coming from so <laughs> i had a match uh, at one of the X, nxt tapings um i wasn't set to have a match on the show and then there was a couple something happened in one of the matches i think someone got hurt so times were running low and stuff like that and then suddenly brian kendrick came over and went tom you good to do a match and i was like yeah why and he was like in like 10 minutes i was like still stood there in a suit and i was like uh <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> So then it was like randomly quickly get on gear and then it was only like a little dark match where they just wanted something that was like more for crowd fanfare and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, cool. I'm good to go. Uh, and then I went into that and it's probably the only match I've ever had other than that. Actually, as much as that first match for Regal and the one with Wolfgang in the first tournament, I don't know why I wasn't nervous at all for that one either. Uh, this one where they just said, go on now. I had no nerves or anything. It was just, wow, this is like just having... A match with your mate in your back garden sort of thing mm. but then and then it completely changes on its head when they say right this one's for tv or this one's being filmed or something like that and then my anxiety goes out of control is it something that um sort of, sort of the nerves and the anxiety side of things is it something that you've had lots of trouble with is it something that is, is a big part of your life um or, or is it literally just with these bigger opportunities as they're coming along in your career yeah you could give me like let me work at uh, Evolution, and I will I'll be so nonchalant and not bothered and stuff backstage when we're talking to whoever and all the rest of it, and then when it comes to the match, I'll still just be, I'll be the same. But then I don't know whether it's because of you know who's actually watching you when it's at NXT. That some plays a, a bit of a, a mind mess on you. Mm. Uh, that suddenly makes you get... Like, some people, it doesn't bother at all. Some people thrive on it. Like, Walter, for example. That man's cool as a cucumber. He goes out there. He does not look nervous. He he comes back, and you just think, wow, that was just like a day in the park for you. And then <laughs> go out there, do two minutes, and I come back, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. <laughs> so... I think... 
I think it's quite a nerve-wracking thing knowing that potentially the best wrestler that has ever been in Shawn Michaels is the guy who's watching you and about to tell you if you've done it right or wrong. Oh, my goodness. I, so I yeah. think some nerve level goes from, I know what I'm doing, to I have no clue compared to this guy. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, those who have listened to the show previously or, or, or know me at all will know that Shawn Michaels is it, is it for me. Shawn Michaels and Ric yeah. Flair, they're, they're the two that I, I... I mean, Shawn Michaels I was like my first favourite when I was a kid. Um, yeah. My mum laughs about it all the time because apparently even when I was 10, 11 years old, I liked the bad guys rather than yeah. cheering on Hogan and so on. So Michaels, uh, when he when he split with Gennetti and, and all that sort of stuff, that was... Yeah. I, I thought the guy was fantastic, but... The opportunity for for him to speak to you about your work must have been fantastic. Like you said, one of the greatest to ever do it. Looking at what what you're doing, um, what was that interaction like? Did he speak with you much? Um, not massively, but it's what he says to you, and it's like it's stuff. The way that he says to you, it's stuff that you don't even think that you'd even contemplate and then afterwards you sit there and you feel like an absolute idiot because you're like, man, I should know this. Why am I so? <laughs> Why can't I have a tiny piece of your brain in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> I mean, what a talent uh, that guy was, man. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mentioned there about um, liking the bad guys when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, something that I've seen you do at Evolution shows and, and you know, potentially on the clips I've seen elsewhere and so on is, is you've obviously worked as the bad guy, as, as the heel, and also as, as the good guy as well. Do you have a preference to what you do? Um, not really. Not really. I think it all depends on what I'm being asked to do character-wise. Okay. Um, like, I'm quite happy to be either, really. Uh, initially, when I first started, no, I I had no interest in being a good guy ever. I, I didn't want anybody to like me. I was just, nah. To me, it was like, it felt so wrong to try and make someone like me just because I'm not a very people person anyway. Right. Um, but then as I've progressed, I've realized that sometimes being the good guy isn't always as hard as you might think it is. <laughs> sometimes uh, in respect of making people cheer you and stuff like that, when you realize how to kind of like, how to work almost, I guess it suddenly becomes a bit of a, an easier option of, do you want to be good or bad today? Right, okay. Okay, I mean, also, I suppose, um, singles and tags. I've seen you in both of those. Do you have a preference there? Uh, depends on tagging with. Give right, me Ashton, okay. Ashton Smith or Rampage Brown. I will t- pick tag team in every single day. Uh, right. The two different, Ashton, one just because he's my best friend. Um, and it's just fun. Whereas, and then with Rampage, it's just... I feel like we have this bizarre, unique chemistry where we don't need to talk to each other. We don't need to look at each other, yet we know exactly where someone's going to be, what the other person's doing. We can shout whatever we need to at each other to know that it's, it's almost just like we're the same person, just in separate bodies. And it's, I don't know, I've never had that with, I've tagged with loads of people, and he's the only person I've ever had that sort of chemistry with. And that's, I think that's something that, again, outside looking in, I may be completely wrong. Correct, correct me if I'm, I'm, I'm wrong here. But I think that's something that you can't really teach. I think you, you've either 
got chemistry with somebody or you haven't. I think you can work on it to a degree, but to the yeah. level to the level that you're explaining there, I don't think that's something that you can sort of train that's, into someone. No, that's something that's organically there. You can't force that. I mean, obviously, you, uh, Rampage is now with NXT UK. Um, is there any plans or ideas to, to work together there, at, potentially as a tag team or, or as opponents? As of right now, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay. As much as I, I keep pitching it, but I think, I think for the right now, I think, uh, I think he will definitely be a singles guy now. I can imagine the inevitable is me and him will have a match at some point, but as regards to tagging, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Me, that would be like a real good way of me showcasing myself a bit different and like almost reinventing myself there that would be a great direction for them to push me into but that's not my decision no no i suppose not you just sort of uh, do as you're told i guess to a degree these sort of things i'd imagine so yeah you can give them ideas but at the end of the day you're the pawn right <laughs> um as much as as much as that it's probably the wrong way of saying it and but yeah no no but i know what you mean i know what you mean but, yeah um, okay, uh, again, we mentioned heel and face earlier. I've got a little story of my own that I wanted to share with you. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this to you previously when I've seen you at Evolution shows, but the, the very first wrestler my daughter saw come through the curtain on the very first show was you. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it, it was, it was Boxing like. Day, um, quite a few years back now, so maybe, maybe as many as three or four years ago, I'm not 100% sure. So she'd have been... Yep six-ish maybe yep. and she's te- she's 10 going on 11 now so i suppose that would make sense t- time-wise um and her brothers sisters and my wife were all busy boxing day it was just me and my my youngest and we saw the advert online and i said to her well let's just go because she she was watching new japan and a bit of wwe and so on and i said well let's just go yeah. have, a, have a watch um and she's like sat she was sat looking at the ring with a little glass of coke and having a great time and then you came out, <laughs> shouting, yelling, stomping around in the ring, and she was terrified. She, <laughs> she started crying. She climbed up on my lap. She wanted to sit further back. Eventually, she calmed down um, and um, was, was okay. And I'm, I'm really glad that she got through that because we now go to as many evolution shows as we can and, and, and really enjoy, enjoy it. But she wanted to do the meet and greet afterwards. The main reason yeah. being, um, Lana Austin was on the show yeah. and my daughter thought that she was wonderful. It's the first time she's really seen, I suppose, ladies wrestling. Well, it's the first time she's seen any wrestling in front of her, but the first time she's seen ladies actually wrestling that close to her. And yeah. I just remember my lasting memory. And I got a picture of it and I'll, I'll, I'll share it or send it to you so you can see. Um, my daughter wanted to go and see Lana Austin in the meet and greet to get her poster signed but she was sat next to you and the, 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 the turmoil in my young girl's head trying to decide, is she brave enough to go and get the signature she, signature she wants, but having to pass you who she was terrified of. <laughs> she did though, right? Oh yeah. 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 She came, yeah. And then, and then, and then you had a laugh and a joke with her, which was great. I, that was awesome. And, uh, she's since seen you again and had you sign a few things for her. And I got a nice picture of her and you putting a face at her. Um, and they're stood next to you, putting a face back and so on. So I'm very grateful for the time you take to, to spend, 
well, first of all, to talk to me today, but also with interacting with, with my daughters and so on at the matches. It's a, it's a very big memory for me and my family that, that day. So Good. <laughs> Glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, she was absolutely terrified. <laughs> so, I mean, as we sort of come to a, come to a close here today, I'm um, just wondering what, what your sort of hopes for the future are. What are your plans? I mean, I know you've been involved a little bit in, or, or, a little bit in training other guys. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I could, if I could have something happen with Rampage uh, as a tag, then, or even just something like that to me would be like a nice icing on the cake because I know how good that period was tagging with him. Um, if something like that could happen at NXT, that to me would be like the icing on the cake of my NXT because I am older than everyone there. So I don't know how long, not that age should really matter, but uh, I don't know how long they see it as feasible that what age you can go to, etc. cetera. Um, if then an opportunity came to become a coach there, that would be great. Uh, I'd welcome that. I'd open up to take that. Um, but if that was, if, it becomes the end then once i leave there that to me will be pretty much the end because uh, i mean i don't want to be someone who you get to the highest point and then you have to come all the way back down the ladder and see it all okay. in reverse i'd sooner just if i'm leaving there then that to me is i'd sooner leave on a high than i would there'd probably still be places like where i'd still do odd little things just because i still have that love but I wouldn't want to be the same as what I was prior to going there. Um, and then I'd just, I don't know, don't know, just go back to my normal life, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> go back to welding things and making things and, yeah. I mean, yeah. is it something you could see yourself, I'm assuming not with the way that, the way that you're speaking there about sort of potential ending, the way you're going to end your career in the future. Is it something you see yourself drastically missing or a case of you've done this you're happy with, with, with how it's gone or uh no don't get me wrong i think i think if anybody who's done this for long enough says they can just quit and walk away and not miss it they're lying to you uh so yeah like to me wrestling is very much a relationship you have to be in love with it to be able to do it otherwise i don't think you would actually be able to do it i think your body wouldn't allow you to keep hurting itself if you didn't love it so I think, yeah, the initial, if, hopefully it doesn't, hopefully an opportunity does come where I can just stay in it. If, if it does get to a point where I do have to, or I do tell myself, no, that's it, let's walk away from it. Um, yeah, I will miss it. I'll miss it a lot because uh, it has been such a massive part of the last 15, 20 years of my life. Um, but still, everything has to end sometime, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, and unless you're Terry Funk, potentially. He seems to keep coming back, doesn't he? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I I'm not saying that you can't do like the odd one here and there. Just mm-hmm. Definitely won't. It won't be the time thing I've had for the last 15, 20 years. No, I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, and I suppose finally then all that's left for me to do is to to get you to uh, let everyone know where they can find you on the social medias, the Facebooks, Twitters, or anything else? Uh, Instagram is Tyson underscore T underscore Bone. I think it's the same on Twitter too, and that's all I have now, really, because I'm rubbish with social media. Um, 
I occasionally post probably more on Instagram than I do on anything else and even that's still only occasionally uh, but yeah I'll quite happily interact with anybody if anybody actually wants to um, that's me yeah no great stuff again Tyson thank you so so much for sparing some time to talk with me today I really really appreciate it um, and again thank you very much for the entertainment you've given me and my daughters when we, we've seen you at our local shows um, if you see Tyson T-Bone's name on any posters or any adverts anywhere in your area please buy the tickets and go and watch the guy is absolutely fantastic I can't uh, stress enough how talented this man is um, thank you but again thank you very very much for taking the time to speak with me today not a problem thank you for having me no and I, again I apologize for uh, the late call and the technical issues I've had maybe I'll have you back on sometime in the future and I can, I can sort that out a bit better for you <laughs> anytime all right, thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Take care.